welcome to the Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is September 13th, Wednesday, game three of a three-game set against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. We'll start in about two hours at 1.10. On today's Mariners cast, we will recap last night's victory, 8-0 over the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, talk a bit about Brian Wu, who was my player of the game. Talk offense, bullpen, Today's pitching matchup, which is Luis Castillo against Andrew Wants. Andrew Wants is uh, an opener for the Angels. We'll talk about who's coming in after him and then preview a special show coming to you tomorrow. So the Mariners are 80 and 65, a game and a half behind the first place Houston Astros, currently tied uh, for third in the wild card behind the Toronto Blue Jays. Last night, I don't know what else to say. Brian Wu was clutch. We all know about his uh, innings cap. We don't know exactly what that number is. Um, you know, he's going through the bumps and bruises of of being a young uh, rookie starting pitcher in, in Major League Baseball. Um, he's never thrown this many innings in a year. And he goes out and shoves. Five and two-thirds innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. He threw 83 pitches, 67 strikes, and only 16 balls. 16 of his first uh, 20 or of his 21 batters that he faced were first pitch strikes. Um, we'll dig a little bit more into him in a minute, but this was an absolutely clutch start that the Mariners had to have. And uh, he did it with some help from the Angels. Uh, I'll dig into that as well, but super clutch from Brian Wu. Bullpen came in three and a third scoreless. Uh, Edward Bazardo, two and a third, two strikeouts. Dominic Leone, one inning, one strikeout. So again, the Mariners win 8 0. Uh, plenty of offensive stars in this game. Uh, JP, Julio, uh, Eugenio Suarez, Ty France, Dylan Moore all made big contributions in this game. Uh, in the first inning, what stood out to me, the Mariners scored three three runs uh, in the bottom of the first to go up 3 nothing. And what really stood out was that they did damage on, well, that Pat, Patrick Sandoval chose to throw four-seam fastballs. Um, it's something I picked up on right, right away just because in my head, I know that his, you know, his slider is probably his best pitch. And to see him throw four-seamers to the Mariners made n- no sense to me. In checking the numbers... It completely, uh, uh, my guess was spot on because on the year, Patrick Sandoval surrenders a 341 average and a 500 slug when throwing the four-seam fastball and a 15.6% whiff rate. It is by far his worst pitch. Eugenio Suarez, RBI single in the bottom of the first to drive in Julio on a 0-0 count. This was on a four-seam fastball. Gino is hitting 271 on the year against the four seam, 194 against off speed, and 181 against breaking balls. Why you would choose to throw him a four seamer in this situation is beyond me. I know it's just numbers, but the numbers to me 
are very clear, especially when you're not in a uh, behind in the count as the pitcher. So gift run, as far as I'm concerned, on the Geno single because he threw him a fastball. Ty France, RBI single on a low uh, lower middle changeup. And then so to drive in another run, Mariners go up 2-0. And then Dylan Moore comes up an RBI double to drive in two, or excuse me, to drive in one on another four-seam fastball that was middle in and just below the belt. And this was a 2-1 count. But it was the second fastball that he threw in a row to Dylan Moore. And Dylan Moore is hitting 313 with a 719 slug against the fastball. 111 against the breaking ball, 100 against off-speed pitches. So two of those three runs in the first, which were all the Mariners needed, came off of Patrick Sandoval, Sandoval four-seamers which were surrendering a 341 average and a 500 slug. So pitch decisions by the Angels, by Patrick Sandoval in this situation, made very little sense to me. Uh, Sandoval ends up going five innings, 10 hits, eight runs, five earned, four Ks. Um, he's a better pitcher than that. And this was a very clear indication to me after the first inning that the Angels were waving the white flag in having Sandoval throw fastballs in the counts that he did to the hitters that he did. So the Mariners go up three, nothing Mariners score another four runs in the fourth. Uh, JP doubled Ty France scored Sam Haggerty scored um, Dylan Moore scored bases clearing. And then Julio drove in JP Crawford. Um, the eighth run came on a, uh, a Eugenio Suarez home run to right center field. Uh, as I said, JP, Julio, Suarez, France, Dylan Moore, all were st- offensive stars in this game. Julio is now up to a 289 average, 504 slug, 847 OPS, 30 home runs, 93 runs, 98 RBIs, 36 stolen bases. Gold glove center field, megawatt superstar, 134 WRC plus. 6.0 Fangraphs war, which is tied for fifth in baseball amongst hitters and second in the American League. He only trails Shohei Otani at 6.6 as a hitter, which is wild to think about. Ronald Acuna at 7.1, Freddie Freeman at 7.2, and Mookie Betts at 8.0. Leo Rodriguez, again, is tied for fifth with Matt Olson in all of baseball amongst hitters for Fangraphs war and second in the American league out above average 97th percentile sprint speed, 97th percentile. I just thought it was worth checking in, especially for all the haters first half of the year, megawatt superstar MVP candidate. Again, we're really lucky. Um, Digging into the pitching a little bit, obviously the Mariners combined on a, on a uh, shutout, as I said, with Sandoval's uh, four-seam fastballs in the first inning, the Angels hitters provided the Mariners pitching with a ton of help. It's clear they just want to get out of there. Um, I know there's some young players on the Angels who have just come up and want to show out. You have Kyron Paris, you have Jordan Adams, Nolan Shanuel, Zach Neto. These are all young players that are supposed to be a part of Logan O'Hoppy of this Angels team moving forward. And so they certainly uh, want to do their best, but 
the Angels swung at everything. And I think that is, while Brian Wu pitched very well, I think that was a part of the reason for his success, as well as the two relievers. Uh, Brian Wu's velocity, one other interesting, or another interesting point with Brian Wu is that his velocity was down on the four-seamer a mile an hour, on the sinker 1.4 miles an hour. Everything was down. But his spin, and his spin was down across the board. So he's either tiring or what I hypothesized is that maybe the Mariners told him to ease off and not go max effort given where, uh, where he is in this year's cycle as far as his innings go. I doubt it because I think you're also inviting injury by having a pitcher throw any differently than he's used to. But it's a thought, right? Um, the really interesting thing in his pitch metrics is that his vertical and horizontal movement was up across the board. This typically happens when velocity goes down, is you get a little bit more break. And, but he had a lot more, he had more vertical break on the slider. He didn't throw many of them. He had more horizontal break on the changeup. He had more vertical break on the four-seamer. Um, across the board, more break, which typically lends itself to less command and less control because the ball's moving everywhere. And yet, as I said, 16 balls, 67 strikes, and 16 first pitch strikes out of 21 batters. Um, but part of this, I think, comes from the Angels swinging 54 times on 83 Brian Wu pitches. That is a 65% swing rate. League average is 47.1. So you had a team that was almost 20% more aggressive swinging the bat against Brian Wu than league average. So again, I think the Angels did him a favor by swinging at everything. I also think he did a very good job of keeping the ball in the zone. He got uh, 13 whiffs on 31 forcing fastballs. That is a 40% or 42% average or whiff rate, um, 12% over his yearly average. He just, he pitched really well. He also got 13 called strikes. So, or thir- yeah, 13 called strikes. So 33 called strikes plus whiffs, a 40% CSW. Um, obviously, he had to fill up the zone to get the swings, and he did it despite more movement on his pitches, but the Angels did him a huge favor by swinging at everything. And he leaned a lot more on the four-seamer and sinker than he typically does. He was 10% more four-seamer than than uh, his average for the year, 1.5% more sinker. And then he threw less less cutters. He threw about the same number of change-ups and a lot fewer sliders than he's been throwing. So hard on the four-seam and sinker, filled up the zone, lots of swing, Lots of swing and miss, um, but a, a wonderful outing from Brian Wu and exactly what the Mariners needed. Eduard Bazardo came in in the sixth, pitched two and a third scoreless. He was the player that the Mariners got from the Orioles uh, a couple months back. Good stuff. Um, moldable arm, as I said, middle relief type guy, uh, maybe mop up. Probably not high leverage ever, but uh, certainly in that Isaiah Campbell type spot for me. Uh, 
he did change his mix a little bit. He was heavy four seam slider through each of those nine times. Whereas uh, over the season, he's been more uh, sinker slider. So fewer sinkers, more four seamers. Um, the spin on his splitter was way down, which is actually a good thing that typically gives it more dive and more depth. Um would typically make it a nastier pitch. And the other very interesting thing with Bizardo, which is different than it was with Wu, is he he had eight strikes. One of them was a whiff. Seven of them were called strikes. It's seven called strikes in one whiff, which is very strange. Um, I don't know if it was deception. I don't know if the Angels were just, you know, going up there to take. But very strange. So different pitch mix, lots of called strikes from Eduard Bizzardo. And then Dominic Leone came in one inning, one strikeout. Uh, eight pitches total, four cutters, three sliders, one four-seamer. Uh, the velo was up on uh, the slider 1.2 miles an hour and on the cutter 0.7. The break was up too on his – there's a weird – I don't know if it was actually a four-seamer because they had his, his – uh, horizontal or his vertical break up four inches and his horizontal up eight on the four seamer sounds to me more like a two seamer but uh that was an interesting pitch that was the one pitch that he threw that registered as a four seamer in any case um he faced three righties and this is the position dominic leone needs to be in in order to be successful for the mariners he is a righty killer because the slider is by far his best pitch. So he faces Zach Neto, goes cutter away, that was way away, and then fastball way in that Leon swung or that uh Neto swung at and popped up to JP Crawford. Kyron Paris, right-handed hitter. Outside cutter fouled off. Slider down for a ball, slider down for a swinging strike. You now have a one-two count. Another ball fouled off. I believe that was a cutter. And then a cutter that was way low for swinging strike three. Excuse me, I think that third pitch was a slider. But a cutter way low for a swinging strike three. Everything moving away from Paris, probably not. You know, you've got a, a rookie hitter. Didn't really throw him anything to hit. Just things that look like outside strikes that were moving away from him. Very smart. Gets the strikeout. And then against Chad Wallach. Another right-hander cutter that was lower, the lower half and middle away. That was a strike and probably a hittable strike, but he ends up grinding out 6-3. But smart pitch choices against and putting Leon in a, in a position to succeed where he's facing either exclusively right-handers or predominantly right-handers. That is what he is. You put him in against left-handed hitters and he's probably not going to succeed. But he executed his pitches he got uh one, two, three, ninth for the Mariners and closed it out. Uh so interesting pitching. Interesting to see Bizarro and Leon in this game. Didn't surprise me given the lead. They needed somebody to come in and get innings and give the bullpen a rest. Um, but some interesting numbers and and results from them. Again, Brian Wu, helped by the Angels, also had to execute in order to do that. And the offense provided eight runs and had multiple stars. Today, first pitch is at 110. It is uh, opener Andrew Wentz against Luis Castillo. Castillo's 12 and 7 
3.08 ERA, 1.04 whip, 191 strikeouts, 175 in the third innings. His last start was in Tampa Bay on the 7th. Six innings, four hits, no runs, four walks, eight strikeouts. Um, he's clutch. He's clutch. He's the ace. He's the man. Uh, great walk rate, great K rate, great swinging strike rate, 31.1% whiff rates, everything you could ask for. Um, a little, little better against righties than lefties. Angels have been rolling out like five left-handers and four right-handers. Uh, but I would expect Luis Castillo to go deep into this game, given the white flag that the Angels have waved, the number of rookies, young players in their lineup. Um, you would expect him to dominate. I don't expect him to see go, to see him go past 100 pitches, but I expect him to dominate in this game. Mariners are facing right-handed reliever Andrew Wance, 6'4", 235. He was drafted in the seventh round by the Angels in 2018. He is 1-0 with a 4-1-3 ERA and a 1-1-3 whip. 28 innings, 28 and a third innings for Los Angeles, 25 and a third innings in AAA, uh, 9.5% walk rate in the majors, 20.7% K rate. You know, nothing huge to speak of. Fly ball pitcher, pitches better to righties than lefties, but he's the opener. He has not started a game in the majors or the minors this season. You would expect Jose Suarez, left-handed pitcher, um, who was a starter for them last year, to come in as the bulk reliever. Suarez has been terrible this season, one and two with a 9.62 ERA in 24 and a third innings. So Mariners are facing the Angels, basically the Angels bullpen. Again, this feels like a white flag game to me. Um, I would expect Luis Castillo to come out and dominate given the lineup that the Angels have been rolling out there. There's a very, I would assume, High probability that Shohei Otani does not play in this game. Um, you look up and down their lineup, there aren't a lot of players that really should do any sort of damage. Of yesterday's lineup, the only hitters with a slugging percentage above 400 was Mike Moustakis at 404, Logan Ohapi, hard-hitting catcher at 512, and Randall Grichik at 458. Nobody else was over 400. So... Again, Castillo should dominate. Uh, I don't like shoulds because we all know what happens to the Mariners when they go against crappy teams. <laughs> uh, they surprise us quite often, but in my mind, this should be a victory for the Mariners. The Mariners will have an off day tomorrow and then uh, and kind of rest and prepare for the Los Angeles Dodgers coming to town for three games. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, I will have a very special guest on the Mariners cast. Jason Churchill will be on um, of Prospect Insider. Jason Churchill has been covering the Mariners for years. Um, he was one of the first uh, kind of Mariners internet presence uh, as a podcaster and a Mariners fan. Um, he's the best. Uh, I've interacted with him on Twitter a bunch um, he probably doesn't remember. He's even provided me some guidance, uh, a couple years back with some baseball stuff, but super cool guy, super nice guy. Um, lots of great opinions appears on, uh, 710 sports very often. Uh, but I will be super amped and super excited to have Jason on the Mariners cast tomorrow night. 
Uh, we will cover the Mariners this season, um, what he thinks about this season from the team. And then hopefully, given uh, time, we will also be able to talk about the kind of Mariners philosophy. He talks a lot about the Mariners minor leagues, a lot about uh, Jerry DePoto and um, that front office approach to roster building. And uh, I find that stuff very, very interesting. And he is probably the guy to talk to about um, how the Mariners choose to construct their team and construct their organization. So again, tomorrow night, I will have Jason Churchill on. We will record Tomorrow night late, I will probably end up posting it um, right around midnight, uh, but certainly Friday morning, give it a listen. So super excited to have Jason Churchill on tomorrow. Um, With that, Mariners game starts again in about an hour and a half. They will have an off day Thursday. Uh, I will be back with Jason Churchill tomorrow night. I think I'm jumping on the the Seahawks cast with Candice tomorrow, hopefully, to do the preview of that Lions game. Lots going on. Lots of fun. One of my favorite sports times of the year. Appreciate you listening to today's Mariners cast. Once again, we are presented by Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20. That's T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0. And the podcast at Ethos Mariners. E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Enjoy this afternoon game. This afternoon's game. Uh Rest day tomorrow, probably rest day for fans too. And we'll be back back at it on Friday. Take care, y'all. Once again, thank you. Take care. Peace.